0: The scripture today comes from John chapter 20, verses 19 through 23. It was still the first day of the week. That evening, while the disciples were behind closed doors because they were afraid of the Jewish authorities, Jesus came and stood among them. He said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. When the disciples saw the Lord, they were filled with joy. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you don't forgive them, they aren't forgiven. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: Thank you, Mary. Appreciate that. Good morning. Y'all doing all right? I tell you, um, last week was a lot of fun. Did y'all have fun? Uh, It was amazing. It was an awesome week. It does sort of wear you out uh, if you're on staff during that time. So I just want to publicly thank all of our staff and all the folks that worked extremely hard, both here and at Open Door. Thank you all so much for doing all that you did. Our music folks as well. But, man, I tell you, uh, this week I've just... um, Julie said that the week after Easter feels like the time changed again, like you're still about an hour behind, you know, that week after Easter. And I feel the same way. But we're going to press through because just... Like Wes said, Easter is not limited to one day. Especially even in the Christian year, uh, in, even when you look at the Christian year, the, these are we are, among, we are living in the great 50 days of Easter. Between Easter Sunday and Pentecost, Pentecost which means 50, the great 50 days of Easter, and it's a great time for us to hear, explore, reflect, wrestle with some of these incredible resurrection stories and ask how they apply in our life. So all of April, we're going to be talking about uprising, uprising. Uh, And it's very, very important. Uprising, well, let me just go back, back up and say that in your Bible, anytime you see the word resurrection, the Greek word is anastasis, anastasis. And anastasis means literally uprising, uprising. Um, and my hope and my goal and our goal this, this next month is, is, is maybe the Holy Spirit might can help lead us to live life on a higher plane, to, to live as a church on a higher plane. How many of you think you could live on a little bit higher plane than you're living right now? Anybody? How many of you have just are, you're 10 on a 10 and cannot improve? Let me see your hands. Okay, good. That is, that, that's what life is all about. It's what the body of Christ, being a part of the body of Christ and the church is all about, for all of us to help each other live life on a higher plane. And what we're going to discover is that there is a certain shape and form to the Easter life to being Easter people: less fear, less anxiety less anger and resentment. How many of you could do with a little bit more? Uh, yeah, me too, absolutely. It's, it's living a life that's free, that's been freed by Jesus Christ. So we're going to look at that a little bit. Um, I want to share with you a, a piece of art, and it was very similar to what I saw about five years ago when I was in Turkey. And this gives us a little idea of maybe a little expanded image of what the resurrection is. In 2012, I was lucky enough to be in southern Turkey in a place called Cappadocia, Cappadocia. And you go to this area and there are these amazing churches that are in, this, in the sides of caves. You would walk into this cave and uh, and there would be this amazing artwork like that on the side. And I saw a picture very much like this, not exactly like it. it wasn't as in good a shape as this, because these churches were... Probably operated 14, 1,500 years ago in southern Turkey and, 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 and before that. But I want to show you something. Who, do you see what Jesus is doing right there? I mean, of course, he's, this is a, you see Anastasis in the Greek right above Jesus' head right there. You see his halo. Who is he grabbing a hold of right here during the resurrection? Two people. Could you take a guess? They're biblical characters. Not Moses, but that's a, good, that's, a good, that's a good guess. Who else? Go back to the way beginning. In, in fact, in the beginning. Adam and Eve, in Eastern art, in Eastern icon, and this is what the Western church has kind of lost, uh, those of us who are part of Western Christianity. But the Eastern Christians, uh, Orthodox uh, Christianity, they have not lost this incredible image, and that is, that is this. That when Jesus rose from the dead, he was pulling all of us with him. All of creation. That's why I'm so glad our, 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 our worship leader sang all creation. There is this cosmic repercussion of Jesus Christ rising from the dead. And, you know, sometimes in the West, if we North American Christians, we almost treat Easter like, like the Jesus show. You know, we're rooting for Jesus. We think it's great and everything. But we don't realize... Sometimes, and don't make the connection that Jesus is pulling all of us Adam and Eves into the resurrection life. That this is about the world being reconciled in Jesus Christ to God, as Paul would say it. And that is the spirit of uprising. We are all a part of God's uprising, thanks to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Called to live a different kind of story. Well, if you woke up this morning and it was a little bit cold and you weren't... You, maybe you weren 't in the mood to be grabbed on the wrist by Christ to get up and live a higher life. You are in the same boat as those disciples were in that locked room uh, that the morning or the evening of Easter. This is the story we got we 've got before us today. These disciples were still stunned by the news that Jesus had risen from the dead. Oh, a couple of the women had told them, but they thought that does not make any sense at all because I saw him dead. There's no way. And so they're stunned by this news. They still believe uh, that this is an idle tale. A couple of men do run back uh, to the tomb to see that it's empty. But then they come back and they lock themselves into a room. That's how you can tell they didn't really believe, right? Don't believe what people say. Believe what they do. And these don't look like very free people who, uh, who are excited about the resurrection, they are scared. It says they're scared because they're afraid that the leaders of the day would do to them exactly what they did to Jesus. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, listen to this, peace be with you. And after this, he showed them his hands and his side Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I send you. And when he said this, it says in scriptures, He breathed on them. He breathed on them and said this, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. I think about that time in the cave church when Jesus is pulling Adam and Eve and us with him. I think about Adam and Eve when they were scared, going all the way back, and they were hiding, right, in the early stories, the stories you learned in Vacation Bible School. They were hiding from God, remember that? And take one step before that. I can remember that God created man By gathering up the dirt and breathing the breath of life. Remember that? Into the nostrils of a man. And that's that's when humanity came alive. I think about the breath of God when I think of resurrection living. I think about your breath and my breath. Our breathing in and out. I think of a prophet named Ezekiel. Later on in the story, Ezekiel the prophet Is called by God to preach to these bones. Bones. Can you imagine? Preach to the bones. I had some guy say, well, how in the world do he make eye contact with skulls? But anyway, God says, preach to these bones. And it says the bones were very dry, in case you were wondering. Preaching to death. And it says, God promises, I will bring these folks back to life. And I will bring these people back to life. And all of a sudden the bones were connected, sinews and skin, and the people were alive. And it says then that God breathed God's breath into them. We got to realize that like inspired means breathed into. And our first step of resurrection living is, is to inhale God's goodness. Every single one of us, the first breath we took was the breath to take air in, right? We inhaled, and then we exhaled. And God has been breathing into us for a long, long time. Christ breathed on them and said, Peace, peace be with you. Breath is intimate. Some of us like big winds, like there are these great windy stories of God. But breathing is intimate. you got to get close to someone to have them breathe onto you. The first Easter was an act to inhale. That's what we're called to do to get started on this uprising. It starts with expanding our lungs and breathing in. Easter begins by taking in God's ruach, God's spirit, and to be spiritual. God's breath needs flesh and bone, and that belongs to you and me. You know, your breathing says a lot about you. You know that? How are you breathing? Well what happens if you ever shortness of breath? What should you do immediately? Call a doctor, right? And you know this as well is that sometimes when we're anxious and we begin to breathe more slowly and deeply, we can we can almost uh, we can almost instill this sort of presence in a room. If you ever have to walk into a room and you're not sure what to say and you're anxious, just breathe more slowly. And here's the amazing thing people will start breathing at your pace when you walk in. The breath of God. Now, how many of you are going to be watching the Masters this afternoon? The greatest golf tournament in the world. Okay, most of you don't care. Okay, but still, it's look, it is if you're a golfer, that's the one you want to win. You know, that's what solidifies you, right? And there's going to be a shortness of oxygen when Rory McElroy. Uh, and uh, oh, and Patrick Reed, get up on that, front, right? Can you imagine how nervous you would be? And I guarantee you, because winning this tournament would, will change their life. Whoever, whoever It's like you get to eat dinner with all these champions for the rest of your life. It's amazing what you get to do, right? And you will see these players breathe slowly. They'll practice that breathing before they hit their shot, because so much, so much is on, on the line. Let me just say two things about breathing in the Spirit of Christ and about this resurrection, about this, this uprising that we're going to keep talking about. Um, next week we're going to talk about believing, but, uh, but let's get our breathing straight. The first thing we need to know is this. The resurrected life is an inside job. It starts inside you. I know a lot of people who are waiting for their great break in life. They're waiting for all their problems to be solved, and then they can rejoice. They're waiting for things to happen, to, become, to be in their favor. They're hoping for things they can't control. And may I just say this, that day will never happen. There will never be a time in your life or my life and our life when everything is perfect. You know that, I know that. Christ is asking us to breathe in Christ's Spirit. To breathe in the Spirit of God, regardless of what's going on in our life. Because the world still looked very scary to these disciples. But once they were breathed upon and given the peace of Christ, it says they rejoiced. There were still people out to get them, but they rejoiced already. Never delay your joy. To be a part of the uprising movement, to be a part of this Easter uprising for all of your life is to allow God's joy to come into you before everything is perfect in your life. They were joyful, not because of what was going around them, but because what was going inside them. Uprising is an inside job. There are still things that we can't control in our life, but you always have a say in what is going on inside. Jesus said... The kingdom of God is where, within you. That my joy can be in you, that your life may be complete. They asked Roy, Rory McIlroy to get back to golf. They asked him and said, "How are you going to catch Patrick Reed because he's in the lead? Right, he's five shots up." Here's what Roy says: I can't control how Patrick plays golf. I can only control how I play. Man, what is true in golf is true in life. I can't control what happens to me. But I can, thanks be to God, thanks to the resurrection, control what is happening inside me. And I can breathe. And that's what I'm going to do. The only person, Rory McIlroy said, the only person that can stop me is me. And I think that's the same way. Paul said, not I, but Christ who lives within me. Paul was taking responsibility for my life. But he knew that the risen Christ would do its work in Paul's life if Paul would just just let him. Something would happen. That's why Paul said, rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. He wrote that in prison. He wrote that behind bars. Because what he had inside of him. The most ferocious storm we'll all have to deal with in our life is not inside you. It's not outside you, but it's inside you. So Easter begins inside. Not a room, but a body. Our body, your body, my body. Peace be with you. And what's the life-giving effect of Christ's breath in us? It's peace. It starts with peace. And then it's joy. Joy's in there. And then there's a connection with peace and with God's breath, which leads to life, and it leads to power. Breath, peace, then The key word is forgiveness. That's the second thing. First thing is the resurrection is an inside job. Here's the second thing. The second thing is forgiveness is a byproduct of the resurrection. Now, that's the hard part. After Jesus blessed these uh, followers, uh, told them what they would do, asked them to forgive others, they stayed locked up in that room for eight days. Eight days later, next week when I preach on, on Thomas... They're still in that room, and I'll tell you why. Because it takes a lot of courage to forgive, doesn't it? And the worse you've been injured, the longer it takes to forgive. And Jesus says this, My peace I give to you, and I give you the power and the responsibility to forgive sins. All the sins you forgive will be forgiven. All the sins you retain will be retained. Y'all, that's hard, and that's a little bit scary. I've met people who continue this day. They've tried to bury the hatchet, but they keep tripping over the handle. And you have got to let go. If Christ's Easter resurrection wants to fill your entire being with love, there's no room for those grudges to hold it. Y'all know what the, the best definition of resentment is? Resentment toward another and holding on to it is drinking poison and hoping that they will die. And it never happens. But let's go on the flip side. I know you have seen forgiveness that has stopped you in your tracks. The policeman who was shot by a gang member who's confined to a wheelchair who now tours with this reformed gang member who goes all over the country talking about forgiveness a young man in a courtroom who killed people at Emanuel Church in Charleston. And while he is getting his sentence, members of that church, what are they saying? They weren't saying, we hope you die or we hate you. What are they saying? We forgive you. We forgive you. And that stops me in my tracks. I don't know how they had the power to do that except by the power of the resurrection. Except that they believed That Jesus Christ rose to forgive their sins and the sins of the world. Easy? No. Can we do it? Yes. Thank God most of us may never have to deal with things as tragic as that, but you know and I know that there are these ways in which we love to hold on to our resentments. And I'm telling you, joining the uprising, the Anastasis, the resurrection movement means you gotta let go. Because the only person it's hurting and poisoning is who? You. And when we as a church learn what it means to forgive, we share the most powerful message to this world. Those disciples, when they saw Jesus, you know why he said, don't be afraid? It's because they thought he was coming back to chew them out. Because what had they done the days before? They left him. They betrayed him. They said they didn't know him. And they were nowhere near that cross. Resurrection means forgiveness. So how do we measure churches today? How do we measure whether we're part of the uprising or not? I know some people love to measure churches by counting heads and counting dollar bills. And there's no doubt finance is important. Y'all, that's not how God measures us. God measures us. By grace and forgiveness. By how we love each other. By how we reach out to each other in our brokenness. By how much we are willing to be filled by Christ's peace as he breathes on us. That's what the body of Christ looks like. That's what it means as we honor and follow the one whose arms stretched out said, Father, forgive them, for they know... They know not what they're doing. Here's what John Wesley said about maturity. He called it perfection, but I don't like that word a whole lot. Perfection's got all these connotations to it. Let's just call it maturity, full maturity, right? Living at a higher level. John Wesley said that maturity is nothing more, nothing less than being filled, having your heart filled so much with the love of God that there's no room for anything else. That is holy resurrection living. Easy? No. Possible? Yes. If the risen Christ has breathed on you. Eugene uh, Peterson said, oh gosh, where is that? Where is that quote? Hang on. I gotta have it. Where is that? Oh, this is what Eugene Peterson said in, in the message, which I like, about that forgiveness stuff in the scripture. He said, then he took a deep breath, Jesus did, and breathed into them. Receive the Holy Spirit, he said. If you forgive someone else's sins, they're done for good. They're gone for good. If you don't forgive their sins, what are you going to do with them? What are you going to do, church? What are we going to do? Notice there are no qualifiers for forgiveness. That is resurrection living Inhale Christ's forgiveness and then bring it back out. Jesus grabbed Adam and Eve by the wrist when he was raised. Jesus grabbed us by the wrist. So take a deep breath and know that whatever's got you locked in a room, there is a passage out of it because of the spirit that you've been given. If God can make a very dry stack of bones live, then imagine what God can do with us. Every Sunday is an Easter. Every Sunday is an Easter. A day when we all take a deep breath together to sing, to share, to share the peace of Christ with each other. We breathe at the same time to pray and to sing. Every Sunday, whether you notice it or not, Jesus is breathing on you. Do you notice it? Do you breathe it in? Well, take our hand, Lord, and pull us into your uprising. Invite us to live on a higher plane, God. A plane filled with joy and freedom and forgiveness and peace. Fill us with your spirit and give us the courage to believe that it's enough to change the world. What Christ wants to put in you is enough to change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that has ever worked. It's the only thing that will ever work. All creation awaits those who are overflowed with the grace of God. Are you ready to live in a higher plane? Are you ready to forgive? Because I can tell you, you have been forgiven. There is no need to hold on to that poison. God's got a better life to live for you, and it's called anastasis. So before we sing our final song, um, I want us to listen to a video, and it asks such an awesome question. It's a prayerful question I want you to ask. It asks over and over, so where are you today? And finally, it says, I don't know where you are, but I know where you could be. God's Easter uprising. Let God breathe on you. Watch this video.